I'm Maida Getman, and welcome to Infertility Crossroads. I'm a mom to donor-conceived twins, and I went through eight rounds of fertility treatment before finally becoming pregnant with my two girls. I'm also a donor conception coach and founder of The Donor Downlow, a self-paced online program for people who are at the crossroads of donor conception and wondering which path is right for them. Perhaps you're like me, you thought having a baby would be easy, yet here you are every day, week, and month having to make big, scary, and radical decisions about what your future might look like. I call it the infertility crossroads. Whether you're just getting started on your fertility journey, have been trying for years, or are headed down an alternative path, you are welcome here. Join me each week where I will walk alongside you through all the infertility crossroads. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to Infertility Crossroads. I'm Maida Getman and I'm super excited today because I have a very special guest with me. His name is Kenny Anderson and he is my youngest brother and I'm really excited for him to be here today to just talk about his perspective, the family member perspective of what it's like when you have family members who are donor conceived. So Kenny, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I would appreciate being called the baby brother. I've always been the baby brother, I feel like. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, his brother works though, but I guess I'm in my 30s now. So um, baby brother's probably wearing off, but it's it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Baby brother. Okay. So just, I did a little intro, but can you intro a little bit more of just telling us who you are and how you're connected to the donor conceived family yeah. members that we have? Well, like you said, I'm the youngest brother. Um, we have another brother and then another sister. So a four, I'm the youngest. And right now I live in Kansas City. I'm married with a wife and we have a six-month-old daughter. And then I am Addie and Ellie's uh, uncle. Thank you. Tell, let's go back and tell me what you remember about when Michael and I were trying to have kids. Like, did I mean, we talk to you about it? Honestly, this may shock you. And I don't know. So let me put some context in it. So Addie and Ellie are six, six now. Six and a so half. Six and a half. Yep. In my late twenties, um, you know, still kind of growing up. So I don't know. I don't really remember the whole much of the process of you guys going through kind of getting pregnant. I, you know, I knew you guys were trying to have kids, but when you're in your late twenties, I just don't know if I was paying attention enough to know like the exact processes that were going down. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I, I, I don't really remember that piece of it. Um, and maybe you don't remember, but did you guys have a conversation with me? I don't think we really even talked about the routes that you were taking. Maybe it's because you assumed I didn't care or, um, I just, I never really got the full detail of, of what was going on. And, you know, if I did, I don't know if I would have cared, <laughs> just, you know, that's, that's kind of how I remember it. I, it was kind of uneventful for me, but that's easy to say when you're in your late twenties and, you know, selfish <laughs> like you know, <laughs> mentality. So that's kind of what I remember. Um, honestly, I, I didn't really know the route you took until the girls were born. 
quite honestly, I, I think it was probably after their first birthday that I, I knew that for, for whatever reason. So, um, it took, that it like that it like registered with you that we were you that we had used donor no, eggs literally i don't think anyone told me like i knew you guys did a certain uh i knew you guys didn't i don't want to say unconventional but like i knew you guys didn't go the the uh normal route but i didn't know the full scope of it right until like a year after um and quite honestly it took carly to explain it to me <laughs> so and carly's my wife um to for me to like realize and I was like oh all right well that's all right so and then I get I'm just moved on with my life I don't know <laughs> oh I love it it's like classic baby brother yep yes yeah. oblivious yeah first of all thank you Carly for explaining to Kenny <laughs> what was going on but like when you and Carly talked about that like I mean, I guess it's kind of different because they were already here. You already knew them. You already like they were already in your life. You know, I didn't really have the experience of like first meeting Addie and Ellie and being like, oh, you know, they aren't genetically related to me. But at the same time, I don't think it would affect me at all. But again, that's easy for me to say because I didn't really know. Um, but when I found out, right, my thought process like never changed, like. I don't know this for sure, but just coming from my perspective, right? So like when someone uses a donor, donor eggs, right? They're chasing their dream or, you know, their, you know, life goal of becoming a mom, right? Mm -hmm. And I think from my perspective, Addie and Ellie gave me my title of uncle first, right? So yep. genetics is, I'm not going to let genetics take that title away from me. So like the, the donor egg thing just never really hit me in a, a chord that would have ever changed my thought process. You know, I'm certainly was aware of it and was like, huh, that's, that's interesting, but it, it's never going to take that title away from me and nor would I ever let it. So I just think that's an important aspect of like being a parent to donor and kill children or a parent or an uncle to, you know, it's just never going to take away that title. So I just think that's important to kind of be kind of marked down. So, yeah, I, I really like that how you said it that way, like that it doesn't change who you are to them or the title, but then it also doesn't need to change or impact the relationship that you have with them, the uncle to niece relationship right. and like the core memories and the things that you do with them that have them see you as their uncle, like that silly trumpet thing that you do with your making a silly ever. trumpet noise. And they think it's like the funniest thing ever. Right. And, you know, I, I love those moments and, you know, I just, the, the whole donor egg thing never crosses my mind when you're in the moment with them. Right. Like you're just, you never think about it. Um, now if someone kind of talks about the journey, like obviously, um, you kind of maybe think about it once or twice, but that's about it. So I I think you already kind of said this, but do you feel like there's any difference in your bond with them, with them being donor conceived versus like your other nieces and nephews who we know are genetically connected to you? I don't think there's any difference between our relationship. The relationships are definitely different, but that's just because they're different people. I don't, I wouldn't say genetics is playing into that. Um, as we know, Bobby's kids are just monsters and your kids are well-behaved. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> just um, just but, kidding, Bobby. We love your children. Uh, Bobby's tuning in. Um, 
but no, it's just a different relationship with each person because they're individuals. It's not, you know, how they're conceived or where they at in life or, you know, you have a bond with the individual. And so I don't think there's anything that affects my feel of a bond with any of them just because mm -hmm. they're uh, not related genetically. And I don't think they feel that way either. You know, they would never know. And that's kind of how my relationship is with them. It's like, I never even think about it. Like it's, it's certainly there, but we've never, you know, I just, I've never have felt any kind of indication that there was some kind of missing link, right. Between us, just because there's some, um, genetic difference. So, yeah. Did my experience or the experience that Michael and I had trying to have kids, like you knew generally that it wasn't super easy for us to have kids. Like, did that impact your own thoughts and feelings about having your own child? I mean, it definitely gave me, you know, nerves. I don't, I don't know why. And I know at the beginning of the podcast, I said I was pretty oblivious to everything, but I did know that it wasn't easy. Right. Like I knew it wasn't, um, just happening. So I did know something was going on. I just didn't understand the process or the full scope of that. So when we started trying, I definitely, I had in my head that this might not be easy. This may not work. Um, you know, I had a conversation with myself when we started, I was like, look, am I going to be okay if I'm just an uncle? And the answer was definitely yes. Like I can be funkle. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so having my older sister go through this, um, and explore all the options. Yes, it gave me nerves, but it also gave me a sense of calm because I could have that conversation with myself, right? Because I saw, like, I knew what the possibilities were. So I think that actually helped me a lot going in because it helped me kind of align my expectations that, um, you know, this may or may not work, or, you know, there may be a different route that we have to take. And that's okay if we have to do that. And luckily, I have an older sister that can just navigate me through it. So, um, it definitely gave me nerves, but it, it gave me actually a pretty strong sense of calm as well. So. Now I'm going to ask you to share a couple pieces of advice with our listeners. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone like your older sister who's considering using a donor and is really worried about what their family might think? It's a good question. I think my first piece of advice, and I, I feel like I do, I've done a pretty good job saying this to you in any aspect of your life, Maida, is, um, I mean, first off, just go for it. Um, you know, I think in instances like this, it's like, you know, life is very short, as we know. I'm not sure how, how much people know about your background, but like, you know, we lost our dad and, you know, things, it really puts life in perspective. And sometimes you have to be selfish and I say that in a positive way. So like, if this is something you want to do with your partner and, you know, this is important to you, then I would say, go for it. Um, I don't know if every family member of everyone out there is going to be as receptive as I was. And I, you know, I'll have no way of knowing that, but even if they weren't, you know, I think this is an instance where like, you have to do what's right for yourself. So I, I have a strong feeling in just going for it. Um, that would be my first piece of advice. And then, Second piece of advice is, uh, you know, whenever it is time to tell your family, um, I would just learn to let things go. If it doesn't go exactly how you planned, it's a hard thing to do, but it's, um, it can be very powerful when you learn how to do it. I think, uh, letting go of, you know, how the cards fall is, is a great piece of advice. A really good quote that someone gave me once 
um, and I think this is probably true in this situation. I think a decision like this can be really scary. And someone once told me that when you're in a really big decision like this, it looks like you have to jump off the cliff, right? And like, it's, it's like really scary. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to jump off this cliff. It's so high. And someone told me is like, why are you jumping off the cliff when there's stairs on the side? You know, just take the first step. You can yeah. take the stairs. You don't have to jump off the cliff. And it's like, when you change your perspective and realize that there's stairs on the side and you can just take one step, you know, the, the first step forward is always going to be the right step. And so I would just, I would start there. So I love that analogy because that is definitely something I talk about with my clients and something that I learned, like it can be really hard when you're just tunnel vision forward and you can't see anything around you and you feel like you have to just like, if you're say you're choosing to use a donor and you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to tell everybody that I'm doing this because like, if I don't tell everybody, then I'm like, maybe I'm lying or there's a reason why I'm withholding and I don't want to withhold, but you don't have to tell everyone everything at, at the same time, find the family members that you're comfortable with, find the family members that you think are going to respond well and can be champions for you and supportive of you. And to your point, like take that first step, like have the conversation with the one family member, you know, is going to be supportive and then help them get on board. If you're worried that there are people who aren't going to be supportive, right? hopefully you will have people who are supportive and you can take that first step and then take the next one and then take the next one and then take the next one, especially when you're still trying to decide or your children aren't here yet and you're still practicing and learning to become comfortable having these conversations you right. don't have to like word vomit out to every single person you t- you run into and i think kenny that's a really great analogy just for infertility journeys in general like you don't have to jump off the cliff when there's stairs on the side you can take just one step at a time and be comfortable with that one step and then take the next step because there's no timeline. No one's telling you you have to go at this speed or in this timeline or, you know, so I love that. And I would also just kind of skirt back to, you know, my earlier point of like being an uncle, you know, I just think don't underestimate the power of giving your family members that title genetic or not, it's, it's an important title. And, you know, I just think that's really powerful. And when there's nerves like that, just, just realize what gift that you're giving them, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of being so worried about what they may think. My last question for you is now that you know what you know about our struggle, you know, you've gone through your own process to have your own child. What advice would you have for someone who maybe is supporting a family member who's struggling to have a baby. So like you're on the support side, right? You know, your sibling or your cousin or someone is, is trying to have a baby and is struggling. What would you say to them? That one's like really hard for me because um, having you gone, what you went through and, you know, Carly and I went through our process and, you know, we thought it was going to be difficult, but it actually turned out to be pretty easy, which was, you know, comes with some guilt, right? You know, the advice and support that you can give to your friends or family that are going through this, especially when you're sitting in the shoes that you're sitting in. But I just would be, I think the best advice for a family member who's going to support someone is just be supportive. 
whatever they need in that that present step forward is is what you need to do. I don't think there's one thing that you can do or mm-hmm. say because like it's not really my place like hang in there. It's like, you know, I don't think that's really great advice, you know. I think just being supportive of whatever step they're in is the most important thing and you know that may look different five steps ahead or the first step forward whatever it may be it's just being supportive and being present and just knowing that you have their back regardless of what happens because there's going to be instances where it works and there's going to be instances where it isn't but just showing that you're you're supportive in there for every step of that process and realize that like it doesn't matter um whatever step they're in like you're just going to be there for them and you can navigate and it it is important if if a family member is listening to this to um to be supportive because they need it right um navigating this alone is probably a daunting and terrifying path um so i would hate for anyone to do that and hopefully that this can kind of propel someone forward to to tell a family member and get the support that they do need yeah and i think too you didn't explicitly say this but i think you do it inherently so it's probably it probably comes easy to you maybe not to others But one of the big things is just recognizing the different paths that like not everybody's having the exact same experiences you did and that some experiences are harder than others. And even just recognizing that and, and being honest about it, right? Like you said, like we didn't struggle. You guys did. I have empathy for you because like, yeah, I don't know how it feels to be you. Right. Right. But I know that you're struggling. And so I'm going to be supportive of your struggle, even though I don't know exactly how that feels. Right. Right. Just being present is, is helping, right. You know, you don't have to give them the magic bullet because you don't have it. Right. Like just being present and showing the support is, is huge. So. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share or talk about? Honestly, I love my two nieces very, very much. And genetics has never been an issue for me and it never will be. So I think that's an important takeaway from from this uh, podcast is I'm, you know, proof that family members are actually could, you know, big support systems. And I would leverage that support instead of running away from it just because there's nerves. Um, so I think uh, surrounding yourself with the most important people is the best way to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kenny, for being here and for being open and for chatting about this topic with me. I think it's pretty fun. We've never actually had this conversation like this before. So before we hit record, we just realized this is the first time we're ever have this conversation, which (laughs) seems wild, but you know, that's good though, because then it's kind of genuine. So thank you for being here today. And I will see you guys next time on Infertility Crossroads. Thanks, Mina. Love you. Before you go, I have a few things I want to share with you. Continue the conversation with me on my Instagram page at Maida Getman. I love connecting with people and I would love for you to join me there at M-E-T-A-G-E-T-M-A-N on Instagram. If you just learned that using a donor might be your path to becoming a parent, or if you have an inkling that donor conception is the path for you, head to my website, www.medagetman.com slash podcast and download my free PDF donor decision guide. This resource is packed full of questions to consider if you are even thinking about using a donor. That's medagetman.com slash podcast. Lastly, 
I am not a doctor, a psychologist, a nutritionist, or a professional in the area of fertility. I am a person who has gone through infertility, has learned a lot along the way, and wants to share my learnings with you. Please do not substitute what you hear on the show for professional advice. That's what the pros are for. If you want to learn more about my terms and conditions, go to my website, MaydaGetman.com.